All right, going to try a slightly different format for a change. I'm not riding my bike today. I'm uh, instead I'm sitting at my office, and here's what's on my mind: democracy. Uh, you know, democracy is a precious thing, or or so I thought. It turns out it's actually fairly affordable, because you know here I live in New Orleans, and uh, basically we know all too well that our democratic process can be subverted. The desired outcome can be purchased for the right price. And just this past Friday, we got really an object lesson in one of the many ways that uh, this can work. It's really kind of rare to see specific numbers attached. And it's appalling to realize just how cheap the price tag is. Now, you might have missed this in the Jazz Fest madness. So to recap, on Friday, the Lens reported that at least some of the people in orange shirts that packed City Hall hearings on Entergy's proposed gas plant were, in fact, paid actors. Exactly how many um, hired actors were in the crowd isn't 100% clear. The Lens confirmed four. And everyone who got paid had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. So, you know, those four were just the people who talked anyway. Presumably there's more. One of, one of these actors spotted 15 other people in the crowd that he knew from the local film industry. So there's every reason to expect that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. Big props to Michael Isaac Stein of The Lens for some excellent investigative journalism. He uncovered many fascinating details. I was particularly intrigued to note just how little this shenanigan cost. The actors were paid between 60 and $200 dues for a three-hour gig. What's a dollar due, you ask? No, it's not Australian currency. Dollar due is the fanciful term used by a guy named Garrett Wilkerson when he advertised the gig on Facebook. He works for a talent agency out of Los Angeles called Crowds on Demand. Subverting our democracy is their specialty. So after mass shootings and other tragedies, you know, there's these conspiracy theories flying around the internet alleging that victims who appear in the media are crisis actors hired to serve some nefarious end. Well, those allegations are demonstrably false. It's fake news. What happened in our own city hall is real. That is, these are the real fakes. So I'm sorry if that's confusing. Wilkerson, this Wilkerson guy paid $60 dues for non-speaking roles. These people just showed up at City Hall wearing an orange shirt, holding signs, supporting Entergy's gas plant. But speaking roles earned more. This meant standing up at the mic and parroting support of the gas plant from a list of prepared talking points. That paid $200 dues. So just for the sake of argument, let's say that Wilkerson hired 10 people in each role. That's $2,600 dues. Now let's further guess that his company's commission was 10 times that, $26,000 dues. That's just a wild guess. But that's certainly more than I have lying around the house. But in the big picture, it's a pittance. Because let's remember, the gas plant itself is a $210 million project. That's a whole lot of dollary dues. True democracy comes from the bottom up. 
which is why we talk about grassroots when we want to emphasize the real desires of real people to have a voice in governing our community. Now, spending money to hire people who pretend to support a cause in hopes of swaying decision makers is pretty much the opposite of that. It's fake grassroots, commonly known as AstroTurf. Energy has denied paying people to testify. But as Councilmember Susan Guidry uh, observed, how can you not link energy to this? I was going to make a joke about Russia being behind it, but I'm afraid people would take that seriously. Why would anyone, other than energy, shell out money to create the illusion of support for the gas plant? Make no mistake, real people are not in favor of this project. Fortunately, there are a number of true grassroots organizations which have united in a coalition opposing Entergy's gas plant, including the Vietnamese American Young Leaders Association, the Sierra Club, Justice and Beyond, the Deep South Center for Environmental Justice, and 350 New Orleans. They've been working hard on true people power. Unfortunately, they don't have the budget Entergy commands, but we should pay attention to what they're telling us. So in that spirit, I asked Renata Hurek what she thought about these revelations. She's vice president of 350 New Orleans. That's the local branch of a global grassroots network, 350.org, which aims to mitigate the climate crisis by limiting carbon dioxide emissions. And uh, Renata summed it up in, in one pithy paragraph. I'm sorry, I don't actually have a recording of her saying this. So you have to bear with me. I'm going to pretend to be Renate. Here's what she had to say. Dozens, but more likely hundreds of people, were paid cash to come out at two crucial council meetings to express support for a new gas-fired plant that Entergy New Orleans wants to build, a huge expense for ratepayers and a handsome profit for Entergy. More than 100 opponents were locked out of these meetings as a result. This reveals a deeply corrupted political process and shows how much energy fears our vocal opposition. In the first quarter of 2018, 94% of all new electricity generation in the U.S. was wind and solar. Gas power plants are becoming obsolete. Energy is forcing an expensive stranded asset on us. But we are not done fighting this incredibly stupid project. As our experts have pointed out over and over, cheaper, clean alternatives are readily available. Okay, that's what Renate had to say. It's me again. An obvious question is this. Why must we struggle to control the policies of an entity that should serve us? How can we establish a relationship that puts the people in charge? John Clark, professor emeritus at Loyola University, was one of many involved in the fight to establish municipal utilities in New Orleans in the 1980s. According to Dr. Clark, the immediate solution now, as 30 years ago, is municipalization and the establishment of a sane, democratic, just, and ecological local energy program. Well, what chance do such proposals stand in our current milieu, wherein our elected officials are deceived by hired actors? But to be clear, the deceptive tactics deployed here by no means excuse the New Orleans City Council for their decision. They should have known better. They should have been able to tell AstroTurf from grassroots. They are supposed to represent us, after all. Props to Councilmember Guidry, the only one who voted against the gas plant. 
And the uh, crisis in democracy is by no means limited to our local area only. It is endemic across the country. There's a recent study put out by, I believe, it's Stafford University and USA Today, uh, which reveals that fully two-thirds of the eligible adult population plans to sit out the midterm elections in November. Now, some people aren't registered to vote, and they don't see much point in getting registered. But many registered voters are also disillusioned with the process. And who can blame them? Dishonesty and cynical maneuvers are rampant, as we've seen in the gas plant fiasco. Why bother to vote when the system is rigged? People are disgusted by Trump in particular, but also, crucially, by the two-party system in general. According to the survey, people want more independent and third-party voices. And yet, when I share this information with friends, I'm greeted with widespread denial. Can't be true. People going to vote. Third parties are the problem, not the solution, and so on. My friends seem to ignore this widespread disengagement is perfectly in line with historical trends. They ignore what people are actually saying at a grassroots level. A 57% said that third parties are necessary. Well, some of my smartest friends point out the systematic obstacles to third-party success in America. Our system is structured to favor a two-party system. Eventually, those two parties begin to function as a single two-valve unit, defining the limits of political possibility and reinforcing each other's hold on power. However, there are systemic reforms that allow for grassroots democracy to flourish and thrive. We can reform the way we count votes and elect officials. We can reform the way our city council represents the population. The possibilities are manifold. And this will be the topic on the 15th of May when the Green Party of New Orleans meets to discuss a local platform for grassroots democracy at the Mid-City Library. So if you're in the area and you're interested, please join us. You'll find more information on the uh, website, lagreens.org. That's lagreens.org. Until next time, this is Bart Everson. This is a column I wrote for Mid-City Messenger. Trying it out as a podcast. Let me know what you think.